Well, hello. Welcome to episode 43 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we look at the three levers businesses have when recruiting in a very tight, candidate-driven market. Okay, let's dive in. So before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to you all. To all you lovely listeners who are clearly um, listening to more episodes of Pegasus Radio, we've just passed the 3,000 download mark, which to put into context, I would say six, seven weeks ago, we were just over 2,000, so clearly momentum is gathering, and in fact, the last three weeks have all been record weeks, certainly one of those weeks reaching 235 downloads in one week, so a huge, huge thank you. Obviously, you're finding value, but I'm, I can only assume you are sharing this with friends and colleagues as well. So a massive thank you to you all. And I promise to continue to bring value, including getting some guests on the podcast. I know I keep on saying it. It is coming. I promise you. OK, this week's episode then. Now, we are once again in a very tight market uh, for candidates. Certainly coming back into 2020, there seems to be renewed confidence and vigor into the industry. And certainly my clients are absolutely screaming at me for resource at the moment. It's a fantastic time to be a project manager, building surveyor or quantity surveyor. And certainly if you are potentially thinking about looking and you do want a very confidential non-hard sell chat with a good recruiter hopefully you think i'm good please do drop me a line happy to have that kind of um offline chat with you and just uh, explain to you what is in the marketplace now in such a candidate driven type market for me companies really only have three levers that they can pull to affect growth the first is frankly pay the money in a very tight market where everybody's after the same bracket of people, so for example, in the quantity surveying world, all consultancies, in my opinion, are after the same bracket, which is charter individuals with anywhere between one and seven years' experience. That bracket is so hot at the moment. The reality is there's not enough individuals to go around relative to the need. I've shared the numbers before in terms of the rate at which people are passing the APC. Nowhere near the level of demand in such a current market. So what can you do? Well, yes, of course, you've got to have a good value proposition. You've got to be willing to give people the, the right environment, give people career progression, give people great projects to work on, maybe offer flexible working, maybe digitalize your products, all of those kind of things. Yes, of course, you've got to do. But fundamentally, it will often come down to pounds, shillings and pence when a candidate is maybe looking at two to four different options in the marketplace. If you're offering way below the rest of your competitors, then frankly, there's a very good chance, however good your proposition is, that they may still go to one of the ones offering a higher salary. So yeah, frankly, in these kind of marketplaces, that's one of the options. You have to just pay the money. The second, which frankly is more of a long-term play, is you have to invest heavily in training and development. If you're in the market at the moment and you simply do not feel that you can find the right calibre of candidates at the right price, then that's not going to change. So what else can you do? Well, you can develop heavily your training and development you can take on apprentices graduates undergraduates you can invest heavily in maybe people who are quite junior in their career and promise that you'll support them heavily with their apc and and just generally support their rapid growth now of course that's a massive level of investment not only money-wise but in time from the senior management from taking time to put systems and processes in place to ensure you're supporting people properly but frankly if you don't feel you can find the people in the marketplace at the right level and the right money well that, that is frankly one of your only options the third is to make better use of your office network and, and maybe remote workers. So if you are uh, a company with multiple offices, um, then perhaps 
you know, think either to utilise people in the existing people in your other offices or maybe recruit into those offices. So an example might be in the UK, the London market is incredibly, incredibly hot at the moment. There are perhaps other um, major cities where whilst busy are perhaps not as busy as London. So examples of that might be some of the northern cities, the, the likes of a Leeds or a, a Newcastle, perhaps a Edinburgh or Glasgow, um, perhaps going down downwards, maybe somewhere like Cardiff. These are places where maybe the demand for, for talent is maybe not as high as it is in the likes of maybe a London, Birmingham, Manchester, for example. So maybe you could utilise growing some of your team there and have them working remotely on projects and or recruit individuals who really do want to work remotely or maybe want to work part time, you know, offer flexibility in terms of how you employ people so that you can get the resource. So there you go, folks, that really are the only, they, that really is the only three levers that businesses can pull in such a candidate driven market. Number one, pay the money. Number two, invest heavily in training and development. Number three, use remote workers. Here's where I see a lot of businesses going absolutely wrong. They are not prepared to spend money and time developing their own people. So they put out stipulations such as, we need somebody who has five years experience and is MRICS. Oh, and we want to pay salaries from, let's say, 2011. <laughs> well, come on. Surely you appreciate that you're not going to get people at that level. You're not going to get people who are in the prime of their career, who the whole market wants, if you're not prepared to pay the salaries, or maybe you are, but frankly, if you find those people, you're going to probably get the ones who are way below par compared to their peer group, the ones who are not as good. If you're trying to get the very best talent in the marketplace, you're not going to get them on a shoestring, however good you think your proposition is. Um, and equally, if you're not going to spend your own time training, developing your own people, then you are going to end up with a lag. And invariably, what happens with such businesses that are as I say, stuck in a time warp in terms of what they wish to pay, but also not training and developing their own people and maybe not utilising their um, kind of wider, wider network, whether that be their offices or perhaps employing people on a part-time or uh, remote working capacity, then the reality is there's only one thing can happen to such organisations. Progressively, they're going to go backwards because they're going to continue to lose people because they're not paying the money and don't offer the training, um, but they're not going to be able to replace the people, or if they are, they're going to be replacing them with... Um, with, with sub subcaliber people and that means it's just uh, you know a, a slow downward spiral uh, for the, such a business and they'll eventually if not go out of business certainly be a lot smaller operated or certainly won't be growing okay i hope that has been a useful episode if you are an organization looking to recruit and you want some honest direct advice from a good recruiter in those market please do drop me a line if on the flip side you are signing with such organisation and you think it's ready for you, it's time for you to move, then again, please do drop me a line. I'll include my email in the show notes and also a link to my diary so that you can stick in a call with myself. Okay, I hope that's been a useful one. Have a great day, everybody. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.